Randy from Randy B. And LC is from I Can't Be And we work together all the time. We do a podcast together. And LC writes, um, and you'll see all his stuff on my thing. And we just, we just black blogging uh, family. Co-mingling. Yes. Making it, yes. making it happen. <laughs> so, so you can see on Facebook, are we there? Are we actually doing this? Yeah, I can actually see. I was checking my phone like a, like a madman. I see it. I see it. All right. Yeah. Right matter of right. fact, I don't know if everybody can see this right now. It seems like Randy B is live. LC and I take our podcast live. So we're in there. We're in there. Okay. Hey. All right. So LC and I usually do a podcast where we just talk for about 30 minutes to an hour on just stuff that's happening. And so, you know what? We said because of this coronavirus, the Rona, we shut in. We need more connections. So hopefully you guys can see us. It allows me to actually put on some lip gloss. <laughs> I actually shaved today, people. Yeah. It's getting rough up in here, right? Like, you see my nails, right? I don't know if you see. But I do have yeah, to like, shout out my nail salon. I can't get these damn things off. Like, it, like I'm soaking, filing. These things are like, this is three months, they won't come off. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's kind of impressive. No, I've actually, um, I'm also looking to buy like a new set of clippers because like my, my boys like, they need a haircut, and I and I used to cut hair, so it was just like, all right, look, man, I need to, I need to hit the, I need to hit these boys with something, cause like they ain't here, they ain't here looking rough, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hairlines is all over the place, you know what I'm saying? We try to stuff things in braids just to make do, but it's like, nah, I gotta, I gotta get the clippers, I gotta get. Yeah, the I'm actually uh, braiding my my baby son's hair. He has like natural locks, but he wants to like to preserve. He's got too like Bigfoot like, so I'm gonna try to work with him today a little bit. Yeah, no. It's, I didn't have girls. I wasn't gonna have to do hair, but I still, you know, I'm oh, doing. Listen, I, I stick with the things I know because like I'm about to have a girl. And I don't know nothing about girls' hair. Say you're having us a girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you told your wife that I have claimed auntie status. Have you let her know? Because you probably should let her know. No, no, she she knows and she she's fine with it. Listen, she's excited to finally have a counterpart. Because I mean, listen, between me and the, the and the boys. There's a lot of there's a lot of men in the house, but but the thing is, I'm just as happy to have a girl in the house because there's too many dudes in my house, too much uh, <laughs> unnecessary aggression back and forth, and it's like, all right, man, like, like I need somebody to break this up. Break it up. And so we talked about on the podcast, we're we're praying that you are able to be in the delivery room because of the the Rona, they're not letting people in. Right, and it's like we we've been going to especially since it's third trimester, like every week, two weeks now, there's been more appointments and. Yeah, no, like I haven't been in the, I haven't been in the room for like any of the sonograms or prenatal appointments since about maybe the end of February or something like that. So that's tough. Like you don't you don't think about how this coronavirus is affecting so many things. Right, and especially because it's like you know New York is obviously the hardest hit state in the in, in the country, so they're being extra you know precautious. Like right now, like I actually just learned something new because um, I guess as they're as the, the rules are today, what they're gonna do is, cause I, of course like my wife asked them, like, look, can my husband be in there? There's no way, like she wouldn't feel comfortable going through this, you know, without me in there. So apparently like the way they're doing it is they're testing everybody upon entry, right? Upon entry into the hospital. And if, if the test gets back before the actual delivery happens and they find out that like, you know, God forbid I have it or something like that, then they're going to tell me that I can't be in there. But oh. 
if it's fast, if like the delivery is like fast enough before like the test can actually come back, by then I'm already in there. They're not gonna kick me out once I'm already in there. But it's like so many variables. Like, well, I guess it has because you could have got you know contracted it that same day. Because I was like, they can't go ahead and test you now, but it wouldn't matter because then you could get it tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So they do it right. Like so. If, you know, we come to the hospital and say, they're like, hey, I think it's go time or something like that. Then they'll give you like a test. And I don't know how long the, um, how, how, how much time it actually does to get back the results, but they're saying if the delivery happens faster than the test results, they can't really do anything about that. But if the delivery is slow enough that they get my results back and I have it somehow, they're going to tell me like, yeah, you got to go stand over there. You got to go sit over there. Man, but I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. I'm praying. I got my fingers crossed that it all yeah. works out. Things are better because you know you guys got a little bit of time now, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a little, a little under two months. So hopefully, by the end of June, things look a little bit different, or at least people will be like a little bit more lenient. You know, because. Well, you don't want them to be lenient if it affects you. You know, affects some stuff though. Well, of, of course, of course, of yeah. course. But it's like hopefully, like you know, because I know that. You know, numbers have been dropping in New York. Thankfully. Um, or at least yeah, like, just so you guys know, LC is in New York and I'm in California. Yeah, so, so I'm in, I'm in Central. Central. I'm in Corona Central, y'all. Like, it's fucked <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Well, you know, I do think that the people in New York have suffered more greatly just for being in the, in the atmosphere, you know, of like, just, I have some friends in New York. I told you, to me, it seems like they are even more just depressed. Like, I think it's, it's, it's harder. Um, because it's 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 everywhere. You guys have been hit so badly. Yeah, the thing the thing with New York is, you know, as opposed to many other states, we live so much on top of each other. Right. It's 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 literally impossible to, you know, avoid certain things. Like like for me, like even though I have a car, I mostly take the train to work. Right. right? It's like the train is just jam packed. It's just like there's there's no way to avoid it. So it's like you're coming into contact with people all the time who knows what they have and it's just even though it was different i remember about like six years ago i i, I had pneumonia and i know for a fact i got it from being on that train like right. you know what I mean? so it's like it's it's an inevitable thing when you live that in such a close proximity to one another and it's like everybody's moving everywhere all the time everyone's like dealing with buildings and it's just like i like i grew up in a building with like 26 floors and it's just like there's nine apartments on each floor it's like you come right. in contact with so many people that you know if one person got it i think what they a crazy thing that they actually said recently was um instead of just testing for the virus they've been testing people for antibodies right just to see if like right. they're building up any like immunity so even more so if there's a, anybody in your system then they know that at some point in time you actually had it so then that means or guess based on the numbers then more people in new york have had it than they originally anticipated so at this point they're saying like one in four people in new york have it <laughs> or had it and it's just like that's nuts that's <laughs> like, crazy that's nuts you know in sweden that's kind of what the guy's saying sweden the um the head of like health and diseases or whatever his title is he's just like Look, we all go get it. So just practice, you know, be as safe as you can. But they're they have no restrictions now. Right now, it ain't looking like it was a good idea because no numbers are insane. But, <laughs> but he's just like, forget it, man. Just everybody go get it anyway. So let's just roll. The the thing is though, it's like it's if you like all the scientists are basically saying the ultimate goal is herd immunity. Now they're like, don't. There's only two ways to get herd immunity. Either everybody gets it 
and then you were like pick a pox when I was a kid. Right. Or you get a vaccine and then everybody's able to, you know, protect themselves from it. Sweden is basically just like, fuck it. I guess y'all gonna get this herd immunity from just being outside. <laughs> yeah, just but, like, right. but if you look at them in proximity to all the other countries that are around them, they literally have ten times the amount oh, yeah. of death. It, it has not worked out well. And you know, I was watching a guy interviewed, I think it was on sixty minutes, and he was just like, you know, I was like, Yeah. He just even the, people, like, even, even the Swedish people are like, hey guys, yo, look, man, like <laughs> we outside. I see people at restaurants sipping their coffee. Like, listen, if we're gonna get it, we're gonna get it. Oh, that's how they are. <laughs> well, okay, but look, okay. And and I guess that's how some of these protesters this week, you know, the people who are protesting being shut in, some of them are some of them are calling it slavery, which you know. It's like slavery. I can I can freely go to my governor's house or the courthouse with machine guns, but it's machine slavery. Guns. That's cool. I, I, I am I am experiencing slavery because y'all trying to save my life. Now, okay, can we, you know, first of all, I got to see, you know, when you see cases where they talk about Tamir Rice, who had a play gun, and he was seen as a threat. Or, in an open carry state, but. In an open carry state, exactly. Or, you know, everyone's seen, you know, you see black men are always seen as threats, but these white men with machine guns, essentially. Actual machine guns. Actual <laughs> machine guns. And angry, like angry, because you know we're always so you know, phrases so angry. They're sitting up, carrying their guns, mad as hell on on the front steps of these Capitol buildings and things. And you know, my first thought is like, if you don't look at this crazy hot freaking mess. But the second thing is like, how many of us would die? Like, forget arrested, die that day. Um. Probably 90%, <laughs> no, not 90 but there's, there's no way that, because listen, like somebody, I mean, of course, anytime protests happen, especially in these days, people bring up Kaepernick and it's just like, your man's career has basically been over for the last few years, just from something he was doing silently, whereas exactly. people are patriots for showing up to their government buildings with guns. And it's just like, guys, like, uh, all right, look, I understand people's frustration because I've probably said it on multiple podcasts. I've written about it multiple times. The unemployment rate is fucking crazy. So I understand people being upset. The economy is in the shitter right now. So I understand, I understand it. It's like 30 million people who don't have jobs. I understand being upset. And frankly, I do want things to get up and running as soon as possible because like people can't maintain this, but on the same token, it's like, there's got to be a give or take. Like, yes, we don't want the economy to crumble, but it's like, we also don't want y'all to die. Because like, all right, let's say, for example, like these people who are going to the courthouse, maybe you guys can get the virus and then you might live. You guys might be fine. You don't know who you're coming to contact with where they might not be fine just being around you. You know well, what I mean? It's like, exactly. But, and also, the people who need, who keep pushing people to get the economy going, they're not going anywhere. Like, this is my thing. If we're all going to be in this together and suffer, I need, like I said on a video I did last week, I need to see the mayor, the president, and everybody. I need to see them getting their nails done. Like, I want video. I want to see right. them getting their nails done. I'm talking about right. Trump needs to be getting a full set with, like, designs and shit on them. I need to see him getting a haircut at a barber shop that he's in public with everybody. If it's so safe that we shouldn't be tripping, you know, I need Kemp and all of them. I want to see them bowling with their families. I want you to take your children to the bowling alley. If it's safe 
and carry your asses out there. Like, of course they want the economy to go, but why does it have to be on the backs of black people? Because we're the ones who oftentimes are facing people, you know, we're the delivery people, we're the, and, the, and we're in the grocery stores, we're the people who are, are doing the hair and barbershops and stuff like that. And I'm like, they don't care if we die. So if they can get the economy going and it, we lose this many black folks, it all seems good. No, it's crazy. I remember like um, the mayor of Las Vegas recently. If, if you want to know, if you want to hey, know what people think about you, the mayor of Las Vegas got on somebody's television station. He was on CNN, uh, and, uh, Anderson Cooper. We're okay with Las Vegas being the test case. So it's like, all right, so, so what your mayor is telling you is like, hey, you guys go outside, see how fucked up y'all get. We gonna watch. Just to say, it's like, all right, y'all, it's cool about. It's cool, yeah. 40% of them are gone, but it's, it, it's cool, it's cool. Y'all can right, all. Right. Like, no, and I forgot. Yeah. Did you know Anderson asked her, I why, and he said, so are you gonna go to the casinos? And so she said, no, I'm not. She said, I'm not going. I mean, she said it. She said, I'm not going. I was like, so that's that right there. Okay, now, you know, we keep moving, we gotta keep pushing on. Like, talking about fear of black men. Right, yeah. and we'll talk about how the white men are doing. I know, I know where we're going. Katie we're going. Kirk. Yes, 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 yes. You wrote about Katie Couric. I did a, a video about it. And you know, some people aren't getting it. You know, they're not getting it about why it's a big deal. Of course, um, that mainly black people understand what what we're saying, but I don't understand how was she shaking? I mean, they're on an interview just like us. We're right now. Like, there's nothing you could do to me right now. Oh, like, oh, nothing oh, else oh. that you could do that would shake, make, keep, leave me shaking. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remove, I'm gonna remove the microaggression for a second that we know is there. I'm, I'm gonna get right. to that. Okay. But let's, let's take that off the table for a second. Let's let's not bring in the microaggression part of it. Right. Let's just talk about it from just two people in a room. So from two people in a room, you ask me a question. Hey, people like you. Because you just stick to acting. That's what you said. That's, this is literally what you asked him. Yeah. People like you, should you stick to acting? And he was just right. like, I don't know what people you're talking about. Like, I'm not people. Or people like me. Like, who, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not who you're trying to paint me as. I'm just a guy who acts. That's it. And then you could have just left it right there and then gone on to your next question. But no, you try to rephrase the same question. And then every single time you try to rephrase it, he was just like, yo, you ain't, you ain't heard me the last time? Right. I said, I'm not people. I'm not folk. I'm just a dude who acts. That's it. He's so not going to let you back him into a corner. Right. And it's just like, you keep trying to paint a narrative of people like him, which like you're trying to paint every actor or every Hollywood personality. Because the thing is, you notice that even when it comes to like people like Trump, when they're arguing against the Hollywood elite, they always bring up that fact. It's just like, no, it has nothing to do with people being from Hollywood. It has more so to do with, we see the bullshit that you're talking about. So Denzel saw the bullshit that you were asking him. And he was just like, nah, I'm not falling for that trap. I'm not the people you're talking about. I'm just a guy. Now you can ask me, how about you ask me questions about the Manchurian Candidate? That's why I'm here. Movie, I was just saying, and my thing is he's a celebrated actor. So she clearly hadn't prepared for the interview, which also annoyed me because here he is, you know, a celebrated award-winning actor and you still, you haven't prepared and you just asking some general questions and trying to generalize him. You know, she gave him no respect and she was ill-prepared and he checked her on it. And checked her nicely. Now, now, 
Let's bring back into microaggression. It's gonna come back yet. Let's now let's bring back into microaggression because then that speaks to the whole you were shaken. All right, no, he gave you an answer that you didn't want to hear. That's really all it was. It's, it's Which that could not have been the first time that she got an answer that she didn't want to hear. She's done thousands he of interviews. Ball. He wouldn't play ball, and you couldn't back him into this corner that you were trying. Like you, you tried to set up the shot, and he was just like, "No, nah, I'm, not, I'm not taking that. I'm not falling for it." <laughs> and then now all of a sudden, just like, oh my God. But then she's like, I respect him so much. I, I don't know why he went that way. Yes, you do, because you asked him. You know what? You know what? I'm trying to teach people. You can be really nice and be, stay, do something that's racist. You can be, ha, uh, be uh, before, doing a microaggression or be microaggressive and still be nice about it. I find that people think because they were nice that what they did wasn't wrong. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, because yeah, she feels like when she says, oh, I really respect him, then that means it's supposed to be good and he's supposed to be thankful. Yeah, it's because I, no, it's because, yes, but it's also because, because I respect you, why don't you answer the question that I'm trying to ask you and, you know, give me the sound bite that I'm looking for? Like, no, not and doing that. smart for that. And, and the thing about it is too, even take away even take away um, his response in that particular moment. If you've watched any Denzel interviews, he's not for play play. Like, <laughs> he talks to everybody that plainly. And it's just like, he's not with the shit. Like, if you go and ask him a dumb he's, question. And he's cool as hell. That's what, even when she said she was shaken. Yeah, he, I guarantee you he well, never raised his voice. I guarantee He, he always sits like this. That's why she was shaking. He's cool as the other side of the pillow, like, you know, our brother used to say. Like, so what, why would that leave you shaking? If anything, it should have left you like, you know what, I should have prepared better for that interview. That interview taught me a lot because it taught me to, to come and be prepared. If one question doesn't go the way you want it to go, you're prepared with the next one. She was shaking with her stupidity. She was uncomfortable with the dumbass question that she asked and the, <laughs> and the response she got from it. But That's really, really all it is. She was shaking because he was a black man. Yeah, it's just like, come like, listen, you're not going to, he's too smart to, to, to not see the trap you were trying to set. Because like what I wrote about in the, um, in, in my article was that's basically like the more PC version of shut up and dribble. That's basically what you're saying. Like you're basically saying like, like, like Hey, like you, you like do this thing for a living. So why don't you just do that and not comment about these other things? That's what you wanted him to say. He's not going to do that. I'm not going to feed into that. Like, they don't want LeBron to speak out. They don't want Kaepernick to speak out. Just yeah, shut up and dribble. Right. Which on which on the which for these media personalities, what makes you more qualified to speak about? Exactly. Things like yeah, you went to school for journalism. That doesn't necessarily if if you went to school for journalism because not right. all of them. Did. But even if you did go to school for journalism, that doesn't automatically make you an expert on like political and social issues. You know what? Like, that had nothing to do with her being a journalist. That had everything with her to being white and a woman and used to people kissing her butt and not checking her on something. And the fact that she felt in any way threatened is just so much, says so much about America and her role in it. Because somehow, no matter what, they always end up coming off as victims or frame themselves. Women like her, I mean, I say all white women, but women like her are quick to become victims. Um, and use that excuse. Like, so when they do wrong, and you know, they always end up the ones calling the police. Oh, listen, I'm, I'm a big black guy, so I get it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm always, I'm always just, I'm always getting the side eye, getting the, you know, that, yeah. 
even right. in, and I said so even in an interview with someone's professional and celebrated he's still someone who can get somebody shook and she felt comfortable and I, I'm like this happened in 2004 and she's still bringing it up rolling the brother under the bus man yeah we're talking about like 16 years ago I'm just like this this has nothing to do with nothing right now like yeah like I'm sure Denzel was at home then again I know he'd be disconnected from shit he probably don't even know he probably doesn't even know this shit's happening right now. <laughs> like, we out here talking Paula, about Paula came in there and said, have you seen this bullshit? Have you seen? Let me show you. The yeah, she probably seen it going off with her girlfriends. He and probably, he probably to show this cares, because, you know, that's how we women are. We getting fired. She getting fired up. See, like, she's, he's better than me, because I'd be the main. Like, I probably, if my wife came in there and says, like, Elsie, you know what they said about you? I'd be like, fuck that. Like, let's go. Like, but that's me. I'm a lot more fiery. It's fine. But you know what? He's got to be used to it at a certain point. Like, it's like the video I did about her. You know, I had people on there saying, why do you always have to make things racial, right? And like, because I hear that all the time, there's certain things that it's just like, you know, and it doesn't even upset me anymore because you know you're going to hear it, right? Like, you know you're going to hear it. There's certain things that you know is going to be said. Because, all right, look, all right, for, for, for people who are maybe slightly confused about that, like, you got to look at it this way, right? If you're having a conversation with somebody, if they're not making a threat against you, if they're not, you know, speaking to you in a demeaning manner, there's literally nothing that can come across to make you feel shaken. Like you're, you're not, you're, there's, there's nothing for you to be fearful of if they're not making any threats against you, they're not saying anything disparaging about you. There's, there's literally nothing in his speech that is being presented to you that should justify you feeling shaken. If the words he's saying aren't the things that are making you shaken, then what is it about him speaking to you is making you feel shaken? That's Bravo. Do that information. Ask yourself that question. Do the, you know, white people don't want to do, do the work and ask yourself, why am I reacting that way? I mean, there's things that we all react to differently, right? There's sometimes that both my sons, 19 and 17, could say something. I react to one, my 17-year-old a little differently because he's my younger child. And I have to say to myself, let me delve into myself and say, Randy, you're having this reaction because in your mind, he's your baby. So go ahead and let him drive so-and-so. We all have these things. But, you know, it, it, it seems like it's so offensive. It's like because, you know, white people don't want to delve into that. It's too uncomfortable for them. We have to act like these things don't exist. And how do we fix it if we don't talk about it? The, the woman had no reason to be shaken except for the fact that she has biases against black males, which so many people do. And you guys got to carry that burden. Let me just say I'm sorry to all my black brothers out there. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like that have to live every day feeling like the enemy when you've done nothing. That, that's a burden that I don't even know if you guys recognize that you carry all the time. No, like it, it, it's funny because I could, I could name just like a variety of situations where it's like, it'll be something just like so, you know, minute where it's just like, all right, I see, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the room right now. Like I remember like maybe fresh out of high school, I just had a job interview. Mind you, I'm in a suit with like a briefcase, all this other sort of, and like I walk on the elevator, this woman immediately clutches her purse. And I'm like, everyone has a story. But yeah, oh yes. So yes, me in the suit with the camera on the elevator. I'm gonna rob you right now. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a job in this building. But it's like, you know what? I really want this job. I also really want the twenty dollars in her wallet. So I'm gonna take this right. No, <laughs> like no. 
not do that. It's not even logical. Like Katie Kirk's thing wasn't logical. Okay, guys, well, speaking of logic, we're going to sign off. But y'all be logical when it comes to keeping yourself safe. Your lives are most important, hopefully, you know. So be logical out there. Be safe. We're thinking about you, praying for you. Anything you have to say, LC? No, I'm just actually interested to see what this looks like on Facebook in a second. So like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to sign off here and then go check there to see how. See yeah, how yeah. You know, and just so you guys be patient with us, we're trying to learn different ways to connect with you during this pandemic. Um, because I do, I feel so detached from everybody. And I, I like, you know, connection is very important. It's very needed and important. So we'll see how- I didn't even know you could do this on Zoom, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I didn't know you could log directly into Facebook. And I've learned, I've researched, I've researched. So guys, keep in touch with us. Let us know in the comments what you thought about this. Um, unless you thought it sucked. If you thought it sucked, keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, 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 no. I'm too sensitive. We sensitive. We, you know, we're not trying to hear that. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to argue with nobody on a Saturday. Cool. <laughs> All right, look us up. Tell them where they can find you, LC. All right, you can find me, ICan'tBeFamous.com, or on literally every social media site there is at ICBFDOTCOM. Yep. And y'all know me, Randy B. I'll holler at you. Be All safe. Right. Peace. Bye.